Horror. Welcome back to the Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we review and reanimate the Zom Rom-Com Shaun of the Dead one minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Jimenez. And I'm Riley C. Morris. That's right. Our guest is Riley C. Morris uh, of Wondercross. Welcome back to the show, Riley. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Welcome. It's good to be back. Uh, <laughs> it's, been, it's been a while since I've been here. <laughs> <laughs> Today we are taking a bite out of Minute 60, which begins with uh, Ed saying, you did all right. Uh, and... And ends with uh, with uh, Sean wow. getting an idea. Ends with a fucking Renaissance painting yeah, of a yeah. frame. It I I want that on my wall of just it's all a, of them in a row, kind of looking confused, and Sean just like it's a really good payoff. That last shot. <laughs> it's such a reveal. Oh, we'll, we'll go in order. We have to go in order. Uh, yeah. Fuck okay, it. we skip to the end. Yeah, skip to the end. Right, not Tarantino. So where do we, so, um, so where do we want to start? So well, right off the beginning, uh, Ed and David's Ed and David's different defenses, which is Ed, Ed's Ed's defense is just like you need my help. It's fine. You, like, buddy, fine. Buddy. you clearly hey. had it. Yeah, <laughs> he's like one of those afterwards. guys where um, when when you yeah uh, like whenever you see those guys that are like you almost hit my car and then like the person's like but I didn't so I didn't. what are you yeah. complaining about yeah. Or like, uh, um, the, or like the the guy that comes back with the tent having been made, and he's like, "Hey, <laughs> we made the tent! Congrats, man! We did it!" Like, right? Yeah, what? yeah, yeah, totally. I'm proud um, of us. And then <laughs> David help, just, <laughs> I don't want to cramp your style. Uh, oh, David! Oh, it's such a shithead. Like somehow guilting him. Yeah, like, it's, <laughs> it's like this is the low moment where anybody could be like, "Oh wow, I'm I'm completely out of my element." And you know what? You you, you just thank you, Sean. You fucking crushed it. Yeah, like just just move into that space. Mm-hmm. And this guy's so just won't give up. Won't give up his ego. I like that we're looking at this dichotomy of like what makes a man between David and Sean. Right. Um, yeah. Like, are we postulating or are we actually doing the work? <laughs> like at our best, are we just like? These kind of maybe not the smartest tools in the shed, but yeah. like we're we're here to do the best that we can. <laughs> yeah, at our worst, we can be like deeply egotistical. And the best that proud. David has to offer is second guessing shit, and mm-hmm. yeah, and sort of representing playing devil's advocate. He's like it's in a way he's like representing who Sean once was of being the stick in the mud in all of their other activities. Like they've completely mm-hmm. switched perspectives on what's yeah. happening. It's a new world order. Well, and I think, I think, uh, you know, David is sort of, he represents what sort of like a superficial version of what Liz wanted, um, mm-hmm. Sean to be, which is like mm-hmm. to grow up, get a real job or whatever. But David's not a man. Like he's, he's, he's an asshole. Um, <laughs> he's wearing a leather jacket over a Charlie Brown shirt. Right. Like, uh, yeah. Like this and is, then, it's lipstick I, on a pig, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, totally. And then, and then Ed, on the other hand, is 
is Sean with absolute zero motivation of zero anything. shame, zero and shits. zero shame. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, no shame, no motivation. Just I'm a whatever, just whatever. Just a I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm no more growing. I'm good. Yeah, I'm, I'm and I'm good with it. I'm comfortable with with. Yeah. What I know what I brought to the mm-hmm. table, which was nothing, and I have zero regrets about that. Mm-hmm. And that can right. be and that can be funny and charming when you're like smoking a bong in, in an apartment, but. Now that it's the zombie apocalypse, it's, it's like, a it's a little frustrating. But at the same time, like when you have that somebody there who can just sit and enjoy the moment of the little things, that's what I think in every like monster movie. That's the excitement when someone's like, "Oh well, we're waiting to die, but look, it's a bottle of champagne. We'll right, have yeah. we'll have this moment together." That guy, that guy in like, the movie, Ed provides that this like, okay, well, the world's still crazy, but like <laughs> decency, like yeah. Or, yeah, or like you know, we can still. I'm still I'm still going to be me in this tiny moment, yeah. Which in, which gives everybody else the permission to sort of breathe. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love. Uh, uh, it's so well spaced with the mom coming in in that space in the back. Oh yeah, she missed the whole thing. Mm-hmm. She was, you know, running running her wound under a cold tap, presumably, <laughs> as um, per usual. Yeah, she probably used their bathroom and left it better than when she found it. <laughs> probably <laughs> almost definitely uh speaking of of the family it's super you just see jim broadbent just fucking hanging <laughs> just yeah lifeless yeah, he's just uh, he's just there so um i see no removed head or destroyed brain. i know right i was just thinking that like we're all totally cool that the zombie's dead only with being stabbed through the gut well i mean <laughs> like it's he served a purpose for this scene yeah, well, well, and it, it it's it's serving a purpose for the next scene also. Um, oh, right, 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 yeah. right, right, right. My, so bad, they, my bad, they, my bad, yeah, my bad. It's a setup for a oh, payoff right. in, 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 <sighs> like next week. But, God damn it, I can't believe um, that. Spoiler alert. The, <laughs> one of the best shots in the whole thing is when Sean climbs up the ladder. Oh, yeah. Oh, are, yeah. oh my God, God it's amazing. my favorite moment in the whole movie. It's just the little. It's just. It's per. It, it's so the time it takes and the look, the way he's going up and after. The fact that it's a child slide <laughs> and he has to like the little hippity hop 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 like yeah, because <laughs> it's because it's like tiny steps because it's for mm-hmm. a child mm-hmm. and then and then just the beat the hold on okay. him up at the top because he really does take a look. He takes a good. Yeah. He takes it in. He just like and really then, yeah. He doesn't rush it and he knows it's ridiculous. Like just wait here. I'm gonna go look. The look when he comes back of like, and I'm gonna come back now. <laughs> well, and and the whole the okay. whole idea of like telling them to wait there, like no. you wait here. I'm gonna go up and I'm gonna go take a no. look. Like right it, it's a joke that it, again, and this is this has happened uh, several times throughout this movie. But it's a, it's a joke that only works in the frame that it's in. It's only funny like, to the audience. Well, right. It's like, if this was a shot, if this was shot wide, if we were seeing the whole thing, we just see Sean climb up a child's ladder, <laughs> look, and and then climb back down. Like it's only funny because he's climbing out of frame. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Um. If- it. It's perfect. It call, it's cinema that calls attention to the cinema. To the moment. Right. If the only – it sometimes kind of makes me wonder like, oh, God, it would be fun. I feel like if a normal if – this, if this scene had been directed by somebody else trying to make it funny and he goes up the same children's slide to, and waits every, makes everybody wait there, like if it were me, I might not have left it. Like I would have – my default to bring tension in would be to sort of do the Hitchcockian push – 
pull zoom mm-hmm. on his face when he comes up over the fence. Like okay. I would show his face coming up over the brushes, over the trees, and then do that weird Hitchcockian vertigo push on his face. Not seeing what he's looking oh. at and just see that moment of realization. Like that's what you would normally see in like in that kind of a moment. Mm-hmm. But then to just sit in the his legs. You're seeing the middle legs. of his legs. And and I love because it's like, you know what? Everything's gone to shit because no one has given Sean the credit and respect up to this point. And so, yeah, sit here by this children's toy in this backyard. Don't move. <laughs> let, let dad see how bad I'm it is. Go see what's happening. And he comes back with like the rubber mallet and he's like the judge. Like, okay, this is all I have. And we have to deal with this. Mm-hmm. We're out of gas. We're out of gas. <laughs> Uh, it I think I think it's I Edgar, you know, trusting his lead here. You know, mm-hmm. he's he's trusting that you know if if he if Simon Pegg was less of an actor, you would want to do that dolly zoom so that right. you could feel what the what, what the seen. character is supposed to be feeling. Mm-hmm. But Simon is such a good director, good actor that he comes back down and like, you know what he saw without even before you even see it because yeah. of the way he's like on the verge of tears. He's it's so interesting. And isn't that all a director shot. wants is like, oh, thank God I have this actor. He's going to make my he's going to make the movie so much better. Just yeah. By him doing his thing. Well, it's like, you know, when you're when you're directing and writing something, I feel like the balance is always all right. Well, is the camera and the writer and the director, are they omnipotent? How much do we allow the audience in on the joke? How much do we show our hand right now? And so not showing the, like his face reacting right away is like, it's a risky move, but it pays off when he, when he, when he comes back down, like it just, he milks it. We're excited. We want to see, we want to see his face more than we want to know how many zombies are out there. And so in this in this battle of omnipotence, we're on we're with them sitting in the ignorance. And all we have is the picture painted by his face. And then we step out of that ignorance into omnipotence when the camera pans up. But we've already had the reward of the laugh from his face, their reaction. Mm-hmm. And we put a button on this on and now we're painting a bigger picture again. It's yeah. interesting. And it's it's also to a certain extent, it makes us you know, if not omnipotence, it makes us feel like we're part of the group because mm-hmm. it, he's saying like, you know, she's like, what, 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 you know, is it safe? And he's like, no, <laughs> how many are there? Lots. And then you almost feel like the camera is you saying like, well, let me take a look. Yeah. And then you go look and you're like, oh, <laughs> you yeah. have the same reaction that Sean just had. Yeah. The audience gets to have a moment of discovery. And it's interesting because we've been sitting in these like really tight shots in a backyard and an enclosed space. And the camera doesn't just like show us a narrow view through the slots of a fence or a tree. It pulls up and it goes wide and we see the whole town. Mm-hmm. And it just. And it just like, I don't know, like, the fact that that was there the whole time, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, I, I think it was like a Max Landis tweet. But I remember reading a tweet saying that like I just realized that the whole time they were on LV426 and Alien while they were like. John Hurt was messing with the eggs. There was probably a sleeping queen somewhere else, like somewhere like underneath them or like just like a few feet away. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's so spooky. I love in the best way. And yeah, just the, the reveal of like the world is not the, as safe as, you know, we still have work to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Can we talk about the last two shots? 
Yeah. Like when they're looking through the fence, there's so many, everybody's face tells a different story. The mom clutching her wrist in this worried, like she knows. Oh yeah. Right. Die is in this like. Oh, what Determined. Yeah. Ed still like everybody. And the way it's, I like when they're looking through the bushes, it's like, oh wow, they managed to get everybody in the shot. And then this guy starts bitching about Sean and everybody comes up one by one and you realize, oh, should we haven't seen Sean in, since the slide times. <laughs> yeah. And, and Captain Wow, brilliant idea. It comes to fruition when the camera pulls back and you see this like wacky face like, oh, yeah, he's definitely coming up with something crazy <laughs> insane. Like, fuck David. Like, yeah, David's an asshole, but he was still calling it. Yeah, it's Ca- Captain Wow is such an underrated, <laughs> such an underrated line in this movie. It's it's a good yeah, Captain Wow. It really, really <laughs> narrows down like, yeah, that's the worst name ever. And I don't want to go anywhere with somebody named Captain Wow. But yeah. Look at this is who we've got, Captain Wow, and he's he's already mm-hmm. he's already at it. Like I love that 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 face that he's making is yeah. Sean Sean's face when when David is is he's totally pimping him right now of like well we're just gonna wait for Captain Wow to come up with a big plan like that's how I feel yeah. when I'm directing and editing stuff and they're like well. It's time for you to fix this, and it's like, yeah. oh, it's my fault now. I have to. Oh, oh okay. Oh, you need yeah. me to do this. Okay, you mm-hmm. didn't like anything that I had to present until now, mm-hmm. and you're still being a shit about pimping me out to this. But all right, fine. You want me to do something? I'm gonna give me thirty seconds, yeah. and I'm gonna yeah. pull something out of my ass. Yeah, dad needs a minute. Yeah, dad needs a minute. Um, <laughs> this, uh, yeah. this, this, this shot is that um, last. That's so good. I mean, it's also just like a, a master class of of you know camera work and placing your actors yeah framing and blocking like like wow um just flawless it's crazy it's it's little moments like these that really do make me ache for like edgar wright directing a marvel movie Mm. it's 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 not big set pieces it's knowing that we would get little moments like this or a western yeah or anything yeah yeah it's just like you know it's one thing to fill your you know, really come to the bat when it, you have your big set pieces. But it's another that every minute like this is just filled with uh, purpose, God. intent, you know. like <laughs> I love that little beat where Ed is mocking David. Oh, though, yeah. It, 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 it really feels like uh, Ed... Ed is very much living in an action movie. Right. It's, it's such a throwaway moment, too, because he's even out of focus, mm-hmm. like off the center of the frame. People are walking yeah. in front of him. It's only there if you're looking. Yeah, but just his body like, wow, well, you come up with something. You're so smart. <laughs> like, <laughs> but even that's like, because like that's how yeah. Ed, Ed, but that's how Ed is. Like, Ed's not going to come up with anything better. Mm-hmm. But Ed is very protective of Sean. Ed's very protective of Sean, knowing that Sean's going to come up with something yeah, he's decent. He's, Not great, but decent. Mm-hmm. And he's just gonna back Sean's play, whatever. Yeah. Um like Ron. Yeah. Well, early Ron. Then, then Ron kinda <laughs> Ron kinda David it out towards the end, didn't he? Oh, Captain Wow. He does when he realizes he, he does until he realizes like yeah. he is the balance. He's the fulcrum and mm-hmm. he is needed. And and you need somebody to step in and question and play devil's advocate of like yeah. you need somebody, you need not necessarily 
as, passive aggressive as David yeah. as David is. <laughs> but you yeah. need somebody in the group that is constantly stoking the fire of like, oh, well, great. Now we have to get out of the backyard mm-hmm. and somebody better come up with a brilliant plan. How about you, Captain? Wow, fuck you. You know, mm-hmm. like I hate every plan that you have, but I'm gonna follow, kinda like, kinda like I'm gonna Jane, follow you. Kind of like Jane. I don't know how familiar with Firefly, but Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. I need this you need C.S. Lewis calls him that character the tragedian. Like oh. in all of us, we have like, you know, the devil and the angel on our shoulders. Mm-hmm. C.S. Lewis calls it the comedian and the tragedian. You have somebody on your right shoulder making light of everything. Okay. And then you have the tragedian who's there is like, oh, well, now it's raining mm-hmm. and everything's going to get wet. And then the comedian's like, yeah, but things are mm-hmm. funny when you slip and it's wet. Yeah, and joy then, and sadness. Yeah. And so you need this tragedian and he's such a delightful person to hate. Like I hate hate I love hating David. Mm-hmm. Um, but you need him, and it's uh, it's fun. And I like it's, how it's dissonance. Like he's you, so yeah. sweaty, and his glasses are dirty. Like oh yeah, yeah. He just he's just like wiping his. Glasses. He like wipes his glasses. Like what good did that do for you? He just needed to do something. Like he only did it to look smart, and nobody's looking at him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like what you said, right? It's like uh, putting a putting a lipstick on a pig. I mean, that's basically what he's doing to himself. He's putting mm. on his lipstick. Bye. And and that's all he knows how to support Sean is is being this this tragic this this dystopian tragedian. Like, yeah. like I hate everything about you, but you've got us this far, so yeah. I'm going to keep you ever, hating you more. Do you ever feel us. Do you ever feel like that whenever you're in like a group that you are mm-hmm. like, oh no, am I am I being cast in a role that I'm not normally? Like, have you ever felt like someone told you you were the tragedian in a group? Yeah. You're like, whoa, whoa, no, oh, I'm yeah. not the I'm not the tragedian. Why am I the tragedian? It's like, like I can get into weird trippy shit in, of course. in group yeah. scenarios. And yeah. I, yeah. And, and suddenly mm-hmm. I realized, like, I was with a bunch of people and I I was the guy that people are like, oh boy, this guy, like, he's yeah. talking about weird cosmic shit mm-hmm. in the universe. And I realized, like, oh, I'm that guy in this group right now. I'm the Phoebe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I'm the Phoebe. I'm the weird one. Mm-hmm. So that means I need to just pull back a lot. Yeah. Exist in my own space of weirdness. And then occasionally, let that show. Step in yeah. and drop some knowledge and people will go back like, so the thing about hot dogs though. <laughs> yeah, back to the, okay, thank you. Yeah, it, it is weird when you like pick up on like, oh, I'm the chaotician in the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm not the meat and potatoes here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Group dynamic. Sociology. <laughs> We're just like all froze on this last shot of Sean's eyebrow. I like it. It, it, it could be a one perfect shot tweet for sure. Uh does he take suggestions, that dude? Is that a dude? I shouldn't have seen I, I don't know what they've got going on over there. Because <laughs> at this at this point, they've started like repeating a lot of the same shots. Um, right. Yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll so read. It's I, like when you follow like the roomy Twitter and it's just uh-huh. like, I've read this one already. Mm. I know. I'm in, I'm in love. Like One of the things I, I just love the costume choices about this movie, like Sean being stuck in the can I help you service outfit. Uh-huh. Like it's like going to Fry's. Like how do I ask for help at Fry's yeah. when you can't even iron your yeah. shirt and tuck it in properly? And very and very very Chaplin. Like kind of like professional like wearing like you know Charlie Chaplin looked like a kid wearing adult clothes. Yeah. Like the oversized right. suit and, and the hat. I love the commitment to keeping on the tie because like you know, like if I go to a wedding, well, that would be the first thing I would do if I were Sean. Would take off, the tie. take off the tie, right? Mm-hmm. Like when I'm at a wedding and I'm dancing and I'm sweating, like the tie is the first thing to go. Mm-hmm. But then I go back and look at the pictures. Yeah. I'm like, no, I needed the tie there. The yeah. tie nails it together. And you look at Sean, and I just love how 
kept. Uh, yeah. He is. Not, uh, on, a, on a real note, I think it's a very savvy decision since Obama left office. He's been sans tie in almost every. It's interesting. It's kind of like a declarative, like, hey, I'm not that guy anymore. I'm still going to rock like the Oxford and like the jacket, but I'm not going to yeah. wear a tie. I'm not going to. It's going to be open collar from now on. The it's also of, like when you're looking at this frame of all of them standing together. Uh, it's nice because they all sort of complement each other. Like, you know, what's interesting about David, about David's outfit is like David's rugby shirt mm-hmm. is uh, blue and green stripes and Die is wearing green and Liz is wearing blue. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, just I just love I love. Stuff yeah, because like he's that. torn and, between the two women. Right, right, right. Both, both, and then yeah. you're you're just like you're looking at this this shot and they've got them placed in such a way that. None of the colors, like you never see Ed standing next to die because it would be too much like earth tone. Yeah. There's, and there's not like a play between them. Like if we, if we were to leave right. die and Ed in a room together, like I don't see them surviving because no. they, there's no, there's not, dy- there's not a dynamic between them, but right. together they all bounce like, Oh my God, look at, look at the mom. Oh, the mom is just the, so yeah. like the sad mom, and shriveled. And she's got the mom cardigan. Mm-hmm. Of like mm-hmm. this goes with everything. She looks so comfy. I remember. I always think that she Barbara looks so comfortable. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Um, I love. She still has her purse. Like still has cool her little, purse. She has her little. Guy's got a purse yeah. too. Yeah. Um, I love the well the t- on the tie thing. Like the tie, ironically, is it's supposed to, it's supposed to like sort of symbolize like the noose. Like okay, you're getting tied in. And you have Society. you have a yeah. you you have like a politely dressed noose around your neck mm-hmm. and you tighten and you lock yourself to your desk and your and your your symbolism of like how you physically dress and, right. and appropriate yourself. And so now that Obama's out of the office and no longer tied to the desk, the, mm-hmm. the forgive my like sure, speech, yeah. but like the noose is gone. Like he's not tied to that work anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so I love that Sean is in this place of like all right well i have to tie these people together mm-hmm. so i'm still in business mode. i'm still like i have to do this now and he like it's not even a second guess like he's still wearing the name tag mm-hmm. um well he puts it in the bathroom uh, yeah and then he Sorry. i only know that because i do this podcast uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> act like you watched it minute by minute okay <laughs> yeah. whatever dude. I, I i i can never talk about this movie at a party because i would sound like the most like david yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. but he ties he ties it all together with uh um, with the tie. Uh, just, uh, one last note. Uh, we've had Sean, Sean's hair color is a been a topic of conversation. Interesting. This is definitely the blondest I think it gets in the movie. Yes. Well, the blonde and the most like, like there's not a lot he can do with it. Like it's blonde in Hot Fuzz, but this one is like he gets to play with it a little bit. Yeah, Hot Fuzz is more stylized blonde. Yeah, this is this weird mohawk fauxhawk thing. But it, like earlier in the movie, we we've remarked upon how red it could look. Yeah, and it's it plays well with the red tie. Like there is no red in any of the other individuals behind Sean, and so it really it really sort of just. Brings home the focus. Oh, but of, Diane is kind of has like a maroon thing kind of going on, like in her collar or her bag. Yeah. Um, kind of like Sean. Little red, red is Sean. I love one of my favorite from this moment on, from like the the minute before this and this minute, like watching the mom in all of these scenes going forward is incredible because she knows. Oh yeah, she has such a secret. Her yeah, she has this amazing secret. You don't know to look for it. Mm-hmm. And she's looking in her sleeve, yeah. and it's and Penelope right. Walton is just so good at 
being that and living that, but not calling attention to it. And to where I don't think anyone the first time they're watching this. Well, no, I mean, they, they set it up, but like you're not thinking about Barbara being bit right now. Yeah, you don't think about right. it. You're caught up in the moment, even though you kind of already know. And we'll talk. We'll really talk about that in World's End. But even when you kind of know a character's fate, like Barbara's, in, a, Barbara's in, a, in a World's End. Yeah, in advance, you're still. And we'll, and we'll talk yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, yeah she just she's just bleeding out over there. Yeah, she's it's just so, um, and it's such a mom. It breaks, but you see the napkin, and yeah. it's like, oh, that's a mom thing. She's got napkins in mm-hmm. the wrist, and you like dab stuff. Like I get it. Like so, yeah. that's why you don't think about it. I think. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that cold tap didn't stop the bleeding, Barbara. <laughs> Parental figures in Edgar Wright movies—that could be an essay. Uh, I I love. I got wood is such a bold choice <laughs> on not like a zombie breakout day. <laughs> yeah. Like, like every every day I wake up, I'm wondering, like, is this is this what I'm going to be battling hordes of zombies in? Yeah, I kind of have that, but like, Mike, what if I had to go out? You know, mm-hmm. I think that's that's like oh shit! I didn't think I was gonna go out to a bar in this outfit. That's yeah. the shirt he's gonna die in. I yeah. got wood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. but that feels right. <laughs> Bury him in. Yeah. I got wood shirt. It kind of does. Yeah. Oh, man. So, right. so, so, Riley, tell us a little bit about uh, about the work you've been doing with with Wondercrust. It's it's pretty cool. Um, so Wondercrust is this really bizarre show that some friends of mine in Texas put together about five or six years ago. We had a space in a bar on a Tuesday night. Nothing was being used. They were tired of bringing in open mic nights for stand-up and mm-hmm. guitar stuff. And so we started, we pulled in um, like a movie riffing show. And we sat down, and my writing buddies and I had no idea what we were doing. We sat down for a month and wrote a script scene by scene for this movie. And it was horrendous. And we spent a month, and we by the time we got done, that first script, we had 13 pages. Of, of jokes. 13 pages mm-hmm. of jokes for an entire like hour and a half long, 13 pages okay. for an hour and a half long movie. And mm-hmm. we felt that that was good enough. Okay, yeah. And five minutes into it, the, our producer was like, guys, we've got to push it up. And we realized like we need to keep going. And after three or four shows, we started adding these like sort of subliminal connective tissue stream of consciousness video clips like cutaways cutaways it's like Mm -hmm. it's like robot chicken meets family family guy yeah but like and but the the person talk there's no character telling you it's like the the wonder like the movie yeah it's like to a clip the movie like the movies that we usually pull from so now we we've been producing it in texas for five years and i brought it out here and i've been working with here being la here being la um it's still operating in fort worth texas and i highly recommend checking out a show we do it monthly out there and we're working on building a monthly process out here as well what i love about the show now that it's grown it's this you know it's like i i painted the picture like this sitting in a wonder crush show should feel like watching saturday morning cartoons with your buddies mm-hmm. like yeah. school's out and you're just like What's on TV? 30 minutes of this, 30 minutes of that. Mm. We dick around during the commercial breaks and we make whatever sort of connective tissue references our collective inner child would make Mm -hmm. on what we're watching and how this compares. Like, so one of the games we like to play with it is, so we looked at, we looked at the boy in the plastic bubble with John Travolta. Right. It's this terrible TV movie. And we know that Jake Gyllenhaal did it. And we also know that it's a real issue that somebody actually, like, Mm. this is a story about a real person. Yeah. But we're dealing with technological, like it's a TV movie in the 70s. Yeah. So how, how good can they make it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we're playing with 
what exists after that space? What do we know about who John Travolta is now versus like 19-year-old John Travolta yeah, in, in plastic bubble? And so we get to play with this sort of, it's like putting the movie in a time machine and throwing in all these cultural references that we just dip in. So one of my favorite ones is like somebody's getting tortured in like a dungeon and they look at a coffin that's standing up with spikes in it. Mm-hmm. And like an Italian horror movie. In an Italian horror film. And so we, what is this? Oh, it's an infamous torture device. It's the Iron Maiden. And that was one of the first cutaways we wrote in was, well, as soon as I hear... Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden. Western civilization growing up in the 90s and 80s, I'm instantly going to go to Bill and Ted. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows Iron Maiden, that reaction where they just like do the air guitar. Yeah. And so we're like, you know what? Instead of just doing it, let's just cut it in. And we don't prep it. We don't tell people about it. And so when you're watching it, I like to put people in this <laughs> almost like um, like you don't know what's coming. And right. I'm going to pull the rug out from under you as an, as an audience. Is like you don't know what's coming and then it hits and your subconscious is already waiting for you. And once you get the clip of Bill and Ted doing the air guitar mm-hmm. and I take it away and come back in with these games, that's the joy is like, how did you, it's like a campfire at a house party. You didn't know you needed it until it showed up. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been lucky enough to perform in two shows now and it's, it's just a lot of, it's a lot of fun. Uh, 2018, we're really hoping to do more of them. And yeah. you know, if you're listening to this podcast and you're in the LA area, uh, be on, the, be on the lookout for, a, for some shows coming up. It's a very interactive experience. It's one of those things that doesn't make sense until you're there. Yeah, it's very, it, it, it's very like live comedy, yeah. which is it's super fun. I mean, we're definitely um, making fun of movies, but we're doing it with an extra layer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'd love to have more people out. And Nick's Abs- great. <laughs> Thank you. And Hunter Kennedy, who was on the Hunter on the paintball episode of Space, has been also in them. And it's just it's really, really fun. And it's a really fun thing to, to sit in. The gift is when it like when these movies that are 40 years old can play to stuff that's happening today. Um, yeah. And that's when it's like I, one of my other favorite things about it as a filmmaker is watching these terrible, terrible movies and knowing that behind the garbage, somebody wrote this with their heart involved. Mm-hmm. Like there were there were real people who were working on this movie and it felt like they were making art, like something good, something that they were proud to put their name on. And then when the movie gets done, it's garbage. Mm-hmm. And so for me, the fear as an editor and as a filmmaker is like, what if that's me? Mm-hmm. Like, I think I'm making something good. But in 30 years, someone's going to look at it and it's going to yeah. be total garbage. So is, is there is there like a Twitter or is there anywhere online where, like if you wanted to know when a show if was? You, we have a Wondercrust uh, page on Facebook, Wondercrust Movie Watchers Club. Um, the parent company that we work out of is Shut Up and Prance. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find us on shutupandprance.com, Shut Up and Prance on Facebook, Shut Up and Prance on Twitter. Um, I also do a lot of music videos and trailers and edits. Sweet. That I put on my YouTube. Do you have do you have for, a preferred way of people contacting you on social media? Um, I have. If they don't know you. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's one of the weird things. Like I, I exist in two different worlds. I exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I exist uh, in in a in a windowless box as an editor, mm-hmm. where like I don't talk to anybody, and there's no human contact whatsoever, yeah. except for a, kind of essentially being a hyperactive voyeur. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm just like looking for tiny human connection mm-hmm. moments and people that I've never fucking met. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the other aspect of it is I really enjoy doing live comedy stuff. 
yeah. and entertaining and being an MC. When I do that, I operate at, under the moniker of the Riley Monster. Okay. And so if you want to look me up on Facebook as the Riley Monster. Sweet. I put live stuff and film breakdown things there. Awesome. So, yeah. So people in the LA area, be on the lookout for that. Uh, we did it, guys. We did another week. We did it. Thanks for joining us, Riley. Hey, thanks for thanks for having me, you guys. Thanks for having me over, Scott. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, in the meantime, let's have a nice cold pint and wait for all of wait this. Wait for all of this to, to blow, blow over. over.